0: Welcome to the Senior Attorney Match podcast. I am your host, attorney Jeremy Pook, founder of Senior Attorney Match. Here, we discuss how attorneys who have practiced for more than 30 years can monetize their law practices. We also explain how to value and how to sell a law practice and the logistics involved when transitioning a law practice to a successor lawyer or law firm. In this episode, we welcome back Scott Loring, business coach and mediator, and we're going to be discussing implementation. Implementation is the third step in Senior Attorney matches. four steps for how we assist our clients with designing and implementing succession plans for their practices. Scott, welcome
1: back. So great to be back, Jeremy. Looking forward to today's session. So Jeremy, how does the implementation fit within Senior Attorney matches' four-step process To design and implement succession planning for attorneys
0: thank you and just as we said at the outset what senior attorney match is doing for attorneys who have practiced more than 30 years senior attorneys is that we are designing and implementing succession plans for senior attorneys in the next step workshop we are designing a roadmap and a timeline for our clients in the next step process we are what we call getting our clients ready for market by becoming experts in our clients' practices and determining what's their preferred succession planning option, an internal or an external plan. In implementation, we move away from designing and we go to implementing. We implement upon that preferred succession planning option, which by and large involves pursuing a growing law firm for our clients to join merge, sell to, or other what I'll call flavors of a succession planning option involving a growing law firm. We organize implementation in four phases. Phase one of implementation involves developing a list of growing law firms for our clients to consider. And throughout the podcast, we're going to be focusing on growing law firms. That is the external option for our clients as the option that we pursue for the most part for succession plans for senior attorneys. And we call that list of growing law firms a potential recruiting firm list.
1: And how do you determine the growing law firms to add to that potential recruiting firm list?
0: So we develop what we call key ingredients for the growing law firms to include in that list. And those key ingredients include firms that focus on the practice areas of our senior attorney clients. We look for firms that really would be looking for our client and our client's practice to enhance the vertical areas that they're already practicing in. That is, if a growing law firm is focusing on trusted estates and real estate, and business law, and our client also has those same verticals, that's a perfect potential match for our client, because the growing law firm is always thinking about how do we get more clients? How do we build those practice areas? Just using that example of T&E, real estate, and business law, the senior attorney that has those same verticals, that's key ingredient number one, The next key ingredient is that we will have to make sure that the growing law firm has been in business for a certain number of years. We're very typically looking for firms that have been in business or have lawyers that have practiced for 10 plus years. If lawyers have practiced in the same vertical as the senior attorney and have 10 or so years under their belt, ideally even more then we know that those are attorneys that have the requisite amount of experience and know-how that could actually get in front of our senior attorney's clients because they already have the experience. They've been there and done that, and our clients can feel very comfortable introducing their clients and referral sources to those types of growing law firms. And then there's a couple of additional factors to consider. One is a geographical location. If our client practices in a certain part of a given state It's important to us typically, unless it's a national kind of practice, to be looking for growing law firms that are in the same or close by proximity to where our senior attorney practices, because we want to make sure, of course, that we're accommodating the senior attorney's clients. We don't want a client all of a sudden having to travel 20 plus miles to meet with the successor law firm. And then another item that we have to make sure of is that there aren't conflicts of interest. Those can sometimes jump off the page and it can be unfortunate where it could look like a great fit, but there are just too many conflicts of interest because of a given practice area. In phase two of these four phases, we start contacting the growing law firms that we list in the potential client lists that we've prepared for our senior attorney clients. And by the way, that our clients work with us to develop. When we've prepared the potential recruiting firm list, that's a very collaborative effort. Our clients will often say yes to these, no to those. When we're finished with that phase one and heading into phase two of starting to contact growing law firms listed in the potential recruiting firm list, we're ready to start making those contacts in phase two.
1: Well, that makes sense. I'm wondering, is there any downside of naming a senior attorney when contacting firms listed in the potential client list?
0: That's always a concern, Scott. So when I'm working with clients, they're always cognizant of their reputations and you know, who the other players are in the market. Because in reality, you know we, we are listing in the potential recruiting firm list friendly competitors of our clients. So if we send a letter out or an email, or if I make a phone call to one of those friendly competitors, our clients are always worried that, oh my goodness, if my competitor all of a sudden knows that I'm contemplating succession planning, all my referral sources, all my clients, they're going to jump ship and my friendly competitor is going to start just raiding my client list. And in my experience, a, that doesn't happen, and B, when we do share the name of our senior attorneys, clients, with uh, the growing law firms immediately and without an NDA, and I'll get to an NDA in a moment, it often has the great effect of, wow, you really thought of us as a firm that could potentially take over your firm, because again, we're typically reaching out to people that are in their 40s and our clients are typically in their 60s. It's very flattering when we're reaching out to these growing law firms. And so we often are recommending to our clients, well, why not name yourself? Because it's it helps us to start the negotiations. On really a faster track. For those clients that are a little more conservative in nature, and it's fine to be that way, we'll send out letters. We won't name our client and we will invite interested firms to sign an NDA. That happens in short order. And once the NDA is signed, then we can disclose the name of our clients to the growing law firms we've listed and the potential recruiting firm list. In phase three, that's where my role and senior attorney matches role shifts again, all right? we sh- we've made the shift here into implementation. Now we're shifting into intermediary role and broker role because firms in that potential recruiting firm list, they will express interest in our clients. And then we help and step in as the intermediary to help both firms start exploring. Okay. How could this actually work? And so, why don't we go under the hood a bit in terms of what is that intermediary role? What does that consist of?
1: Yeah. So, what happens when the firms express interest in a senior attorney?
0: So, similar to any business sale, there are three parts. And this isn't necessarily a sale, by the way, but in a lot of respects, at the end of the day, the senior attorney is effectively selling his or her practice. There's three parts of the intermediary broker role of this. The first part, which is huge, is what we call the getting to know phase. And we encourage an informal, and then following that, some formal meetings between the parties. But the informal meetings are really important. That is having drinks, getting together for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or just a meeting you know, in a conference room to just talk shop. I mean, are these people that are going to like each other, could work with each other. So that getting to know you part is very important when we start going into our broker role. The next phase is a due diligence phase. Okay, Both sides are going to want to learn about each other. They're going to want to learn the ins and outs about their finances, where the cases come from, how much money are spent on expenses throughout the year, all kinds of due diligence questions during that during that phase of the negotiations and then the third phase of the negotiations are really the okay let's start rolling up our sleeves i think we could actually construct a transaction among all of us and that phase we as the intermediary work between the parties to deliver to both sides. I mean our clients typically the senior attorney, but in our role as intermediary, we really want to deliver mutually beneficial terms for both sides. Sounds great. So at that point, when we've gone through these negotiations of okay, we now are starting to determine what are the terms that we can put our arms around. That leads to the fourth phase of our work during implementation, which is actually drafting the terms. And here, as an attorney myself, and because we've been doing this now since 2013 and we have model documents, Senior Attorney Match, although it's not a law firm, we assist with developing the actual documents between the parties because there are multiple items that need to be addressed in the actual contracts that are negotiated. So again, just to go under the hood just a bit here, is the major terms that we're negotiating once our client identifies this growing law firm that they want to join is, okay, what are going to be the compensation terms for the senior attorney while uh, the senior attorney continues practicing? What are going to be the compensation terms for the senior attorney when the senior attorney partially retires, fully retires, or can no longer practice because of an unforeseen disability uh, or physical health reason? We negotiate which of the lawyer and non-lawyer staff of the senior attorney's practice will also join the growing law firm. And then there's a lot of other pieces of really an A to Z transaction that we're helping to negotiate, things like where are the files going to go? What's the malpractice insurance policy that the senior attorney has that will need to get a tail policy on? How do we deal with the intangibles of a server? a phone number, a website, the kinds of benefits that the senior attorney is used to and is offered to his staff is the growing law firm going to provide similar benefits when the firms, let's say, merge with each other. The good news for our clients is that we've seen a lot of this already. And the double good news for our clients, and sometimes bad news for me, but I'll say it sort of jokingly, Scott, is that because we're working with lawyers all the time, the documents are always getting stronger and stronger because smart lawyers are always coming up with what-if questions. So we're very happy that we have these documents that we can present to our clients to help them with this final phase of the implementation process of actually papering the deal that we've helped our clients to construct.
1: How long does negotiating an agreement take? So
0: here I'll give the lawyerly answer of, you know, it depends but in a large respect, going back to the fact that this is what we do and it's what we focus on and we have model documents, when the parties see eye to eye and they want to make the deal happen, we can negotiate the terms and write up the contracts literally within weeks. It's not months.
1: So the, the agreements take a few weeks. I'm curious for a senior attorney listening, how long should they expect from starting the implementation? to finishing it with the whole thing negotiated. How long does that typically take?
0: Sure. So just to remind the listeners of where we start in implementation, right, is that we've put together this growing law firm list, that potential recruiting firm list. We've sent out letters to the agreed upon law firms listed in the potential recruiting firm list, met with firms negotiated terms. Sometimes we're negotiating with several law firms. So with all that being said, Scott, the typical process is somewhere between three to six months. I'll tell you, it can be shorter and sometimes it can be longer. And reasons for why it can be shorter, let's just start there first, is that sometimes our clients need it to be shorter. Okay, there could be a health reason for why senior attorneys need to be merging their practice with a growing law firm or other reasons for why we need to speed up the process. And we can do that. Reasons for why the process can take longer is because life gets in the way. There are often multiple decision makers. So to go through these different meetings and negotiations and involving lawyers and accountants and sometimes financial planners, and often even family members of the senior attorney, it can take several weeks and even months to go from the very beginning of the process to the end of the process. And I think it's worthwhile to share that there can be what I'll call some heartbreak moments, but they're they're the right heartbreak moments. There are times when we've gotten very close, Scott, on certain deals. And either my client or even I will step in and say to my client, this is not the right deal for you. Because we've done all the negotiations, everything looked good, but then sometimes things come up. And I'll tell my clients, and I'll share it here, that when you're doing the negotiations, I'm often comparing this, I'm calling this the puppy love stage, okay? People, want, when you want something to happen, you don't necessarily see the potential flaws in something. Sort of like when you're dating and you're in high school and you think that this is the one, and you don't necessarily see the flaws until after a relationship starts. And my role in Senior Attorney Match's role as intermediary is to be pointing out, going back to this concept that we came up with and that we explore in the next step process of risks versus certainty. If risks come up during the implementation stage, and I will say to my clients, just beware of these risks. You may not want to go through With this transaction after all. And we develop very trusting relationships with our clients. And it can be heartbreaking, like I said a moment ago, Scott, but it can be the right decision. And that adds time to the clock, though, because that means that we may need to go back to other firms that expressed interest. May mean that we have to expand the list altogether. But at the end of the day, our goal is to make sure that our clients are getting the right successor for their law practice. And that's what we shoot to do. And that's what we do on behalf of our clients during implementation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Senior Attorney Match Podcast. For more information, please visit seniorattorneymatch.com. You can always reach me, Jeremy Pook, by calling me at 781-247-4211 or sending me a text message at 617-285-3325.